ಪೂರ್ಣಮದ ಪೂರ್ಣಮಿದ ಪೂರ್ಣಾತ್ಪೂರ್ಣಮುದಚ್ಯತಿ ಪೂರ್ಣಸ್ಯೂರ್ಣಮಾದಾಯ ಪೂರ್ಣಮೇವಶಿಷ್ಯತೆ ಶಾಂತಿ 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 ಹರಿ ಓಂ ಶ್ರೀ ಗುರುಭ್ಯೋ ನಮಃ ಹರಿ ಹರಿ
ಓಂ ನಮ ಶಿವಾಯ 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 ಹಯ ನಮ ಪಾರ್ವತಿ ಪತೇ ಹರ ಹರ ಮಹಾದೇವ ಪ್ರಜಾತಿ ಯದಾ ಕಾಮನ್ ಸರ್ವಾನ್ ಪಾರ್ಥ ಮನೋಗತಾನ್ ಆತ್ಮನ್ನೇವಾತ್ಮನಾತುಷ್ಟ ಸ್ಥಿತ ಪ್ರಜ್ಞಸ್ತದೋಚ್ಯತೆ ಸೊ ಇನ್ ದ ಲಾಸ್ಟ್ ಏಟೀನ್ ವರ್ಸಸ್ ಆಫ್ ದಿ ಸೆಕೆಂಡ್ ಚಾಪ್ಟರ್ ಭಗವಾನ್ ಇಸ್ ಇಂಡಿಕೇಟಿಂಗ್ ದ ಕ್ಯಾರೆಕ್ಟರಿಸ್ಟಿಕ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಅ ರಿಯಲೈಸ್ ಪರ್ಸನ್ ರಿಯಲೈಸ್ ಸೆಲ್ಫ್ ರಿಯಲೈಸ್ ಪರ್ಸನ್ ಹೂ ಹ್ಯಾಸ್ ರೆಕಗ್ನೈಸ್ಡ್ ಹಿಸ್ ಓನ್ ಟ್ರೂ ನೇಚರ್ ಹೂ ಹ್ಯಾಸ್ ಅಂಡರ್ಸ್ಟುಡ್ that the self is different from the body the mind the intellect it is that pure consciousness one who has recognized realized and is fully established in that self the signs of a person who has realized is seen outside also so those outer signs are indicated here one is that the person is free from all desires there no desires because what he desires he has attained full satisfaction full joy freedom from all death and mortality then there is total control over the senses the senses also run around here and there in search of happiness and they are prompted by the desires and prompted by the our mind so a self realized person has got total control over the senses they just obey 
they don't go around what you call without his permission as though then bhagwan elaborately describes what happens if we don't control our senses or we control them forcefully says if we forcefully control our senses then it leaves behind a taste then again when the second chance is given again they run after the objects so the method is that we should have a higher goal in life goal of that self realization or enlightenment so when that goal is there and then we control the senses then the power and the force which is uh, generated gets directed towards our ultimate goal so it become like a sublimation not suppression also if one doesn't have that higher goal in mind then the mind gets involved into thinking about objects and how one can derive pleasures from those object and constant thinking about that creates attachment in our mind creates the desire in our mind then the desire gets converted into anger which gets converted into delusion a loss of memory and when the memory fails the intellect also cannot operate properly and the person gets destroyed so therefore bhagwan says a realized person is one who has got total control over his senses as well as his mind so a seeker should try to gain this vairagya freedom from both attachment and repulsion and try to move towards gaining this enlightenment as we move towards our goal our mind start becoming more and more pure we start becoming more and more free from our likes and dislikes and a time will come when we will experience uh, inner joy that is called prasad this prasad is experience even before one reaches the final destination just as before we go to sleep we feel the the pressure of the sleep and also get little joy also little dozing and all and we come to know that yeah powerful sleep is coming we know how intense it is similarly a person who has purified his mind and the intellect also is very clear about the goal there is and the senses are under control there is a certain peace and that peace gives rise to deep satisfaction and joy that is called prasad this joy is not because of the senses this joy is not because of the mind it is when they are totally silent one experiences this joy which is of our own self so this prasad is given lot of importance here so when we reach the state of prasad the intellect becomes more and more quiet and it gets settled in that self prasanna chetaso hyashu buddhi paryavatishthate so meditation happens when that joy is there in our heart the mind intellect settles in the self just as when we are tired we go into a state of sleep similarly when we have this prasad 
we go into a state of meditation. It's uh, directly connected. So, prasanna chetaso yashu buddhi paryavatishthate. And this prasad is that which destroys all dukkha. Prasad is sarva dukkhanam hani rasyopajayate. It destroys all sorrows of our heart. Therefore, Bhagavan further, he praises this prasad, verse number 66. Nasti buddhira yuktasya Nacha yuktasya bhavana Nacha bhavayata shantihi Ashantasya kutas sukham Nasti buddhira yuktasya Nachayuktasya bhavana He says, Ki na asti buddhihi ayuktasya One who is disintegrated doesn't have the knowledge. Such a person do not have the knowledge about the self. One who is disintegrated. Disintegrate, ayuktaha. Ayukta means one whose senses, mind and intellect are not aligned properly. Means one whose life is controlled by the senses rather than by the intellect. The senses are running helter and skelter. The mind runs after the senses. The intellect also justifies whatever the senses are doing. So there is total chaos in our internal uh, personality, you can say. So, such a person is called disintegrated. Such a disintegrated person who has got variety of desires in the mind, variety of distractions, and runs in all directions, such a person, Bhagavan says, there is no chance of gaining the knowledge of the self. Na buddhihi will not have understanding of the self will not know what the scriptures are talking about. Even after listening, will not understand what is happening. will try to get the, find the closest opportunity to run away. So, will not understand. See, the self is so subtle, it is very difficult to comprehend. See, all that we know in this world, through our senses and all, is a world of matter. World of matter. Self is that which makes this matter alive. To put it in a simple language, atoms and molecules and all those things, at, uh, this uh, matter is there. If you analyze this matter, it has got no, uh, no life in it. It is just dead matter. And it works according to fixed laws of nature. The electrons, how it will move, the protons, how it will function. Everything has got their own laws. They follow laws. So, a molecule follows whatever laws. But let us say a, a virus is there or a bacteria is there which is made up of the same molecule. The body is made up of the same matter. It has got something extra in it called life. Once that life comes, how that matter will behave, no scientist can tell. 
it is so strange like it is totally different so there is something different from matter which makes that matter alive that which makes the matter alive is called that consciousness is called atma hmm it is not life itself but it is that which makes the matter alive in the 10th chapter bhagwan reveals that jeevanam sarvabhuteshu he says i am life in all the beings if you want to know me try to know life itself so i am that life so that consciousness by itself is very subtle life itself to comprehend is very difficult we can understand the outer expression of life even scientists and all when they want to know study life they only study the matter and how they respond to each other but exactly what is life is not known and what is that which makes life possible is further not known so that is that self so here when we make our mind our intellect absolutely integrated calm quiet peaceful we will be able to comprehend our own self but one who is totally disintegrated have multiple desires in his mind senses are not under control intellect has not understood and appreciated the uh, truth such a person bhagwan says will not gain that knowledge and such a person there is no chance of meditation also nacha ayuktasya bhavana bhavana yar means meditation meditation also is not possible for those who are disintegrated again when the senses are not under control when minds have multiple desires when intellect has no understanding no clue of the self see there is great attraction for meditation people love meditation they are not interested in studying the scriptures they are not interested to know on whom they have to meditate they just want to know how to meditate hmm so how to sit we can teach how to close your eyes that can be taught how to focus your attention somewhere on your breathing and all that also can be taught but afterwards the journey within one has to take ourselves and that is possible when the intellect is very clear about the nature of the self and what is not self atman atma vivek should be very clear so one who is disintegrated there is no chance of meditation meditation is when we transcend our mind intellect and senses it is a is an it's an art by which we transcend this while remaining awake while going to sleep also we transcend but go go into a state of ignorance but in meditation we transcend the senses the mind the intellect remaining awake conscious so this is not possible if a person is disintegrated okay what will happen if i don't meditate he says nacha abhavayata shantihi without meditation one will not be able to experience peace shanti the deep uh, peace which passes 
all understanding as they say which is beyond all noise which is beyond all disturbance which is the very nature of our own self absolute stillness of the self the peace and people even if there is choice of peace and happiness people will prefer peace peace is something much more deeper than even so called happiness though this peace what we are talking about it goes along with happiness also so many times people say thoda sa shanti de do mere ko baba let there be peace even in the society if all prosperity is there but no peace then it is all prosperity is useless there is no alternative for peace opposite of peace or different from peace is war conflict riots disturbance agitation hmm? all those things which we know so peace within absolute means there is no conflict there is no war going on inside there is no agitation going on inside absolute peace is there everything is functioning senses are functioning mind is functioning intellect is functioning but everything is at a very deep level of harmony so nacha abhavata shantihi but one who cannot meditate one who cannot reach the state of meditation cannot have peace and ashantasya kutas sukham and those who do not have this peace where is the question of happiness real happiness will come only when we experience this peace otherwise our all our happiness is type of stimulation when our senses get stimulated we feel little joy when our mind gets stimulated there is a joy when there is intellect gets stimulated we get a little joy it's all different type of stimulation it's like we tickle someone and he starts laughing very strange why are you laughing i am not cracking any joke but a tickling itself is making that fellow laugh even when that person is angry even when that person is uh, unhappy tickling makes that fellow laugh you can try it on someone else not now huh very strange and that fellow also says don't please don't tickle don't tickle so the experience of happiness in this world is just nothing but tickling sensation on our senses mind intellect and is artificial laughter is generated but when we experience this deep peace there is also experience of happiness but if we cannot meditate we there is no happiness so without integrating our personality without controlling our senses it is not possible to go deeper within ourselves what is again so important about the senses how it is connected to our mind and how it is connected to our intellect that is being explained with a example in the next verse indriyanam hi charatam yan manonu vidhiyate तदस्य हरते प्रज्ञां वायुर्नावमिवांभसी 
इंद्रियाणाम हि चरताम यन्मनोनुविधीयते हां इंद्रियाणाम हि चरताम दिस इंद्रियास ऑफ अ डिसइंटीग्रेटेड पर्सन दे चरताम दे कीप ऑन गोइंग इन देयर रिस्पेक्टिव ऑब्जेक्ट्स शब्द स्पर्श रूप रसगंध साउंड टेस्ट टच सो द सेंसेस लाइक काउस चरताम मींस दिस काउस हाउ दे गो टू ईट ग्रास लाइक दैट दिस इंद्रियास आल्सो कीप ऑन मूविंग इन द वर्ल्ड ट्राइंग टू गेन वेरियस एक्सपीरियंसेस एंड द इंद्रियास कैन नॉट फंक्शन विदाउट द माइंड सपोर्टिंग देम यू कैन नॉट लुक एट एनीथिंग विदाउट द माइंड helping you to see it so some portion energy of the mind goes behind these senses without the mind we can't hear we can't taste we can't touch for example a person is asleep the mind is not available if you open the eyes of that person you won't be able to see eyes are there looking as though but not seeing ears are open but not hearing why the mind is not available so when the indriyas go in their respective uh, objects then the mind also if it follows the senses instead of controlling them instead of stopping them if the mind also follows means mind also start it's like we see something and immediately the thinking process start regarding that object if you observe your own personality you will realize that as soon as our eyes go somewhere we see an object we start thinking about it we start feeling about it it all happens very quickly so it is the senses which get attracted some sound is there and you look so senses get attracted as soon as the senses see them or that object the mind thinks about it the intellect gives some judgment so the senses are the controller of our as though of our life mind follows the senses intellect goes behind it it's like the horses are driving the chariot the horses are the senses the mind is like the reins and the intellect is like the charioteer but the charioteer is just relaxes and the horses take decision where they have to go and then wherever they take that fellow goes that precisely is what happens uh, with a person who is disintegrated so indriyanam hi charatam yan manaha anuvidhiyate the mind follows the senses then tadasya harati pradnyam then the it doesn't take time for the intellect also to run after that mind the intellect also goes and start thinking about it justifying it uh, condemning it comparing it that is the job of the intellect intellect is like a great commentator hmm it gives commentary on what the senses are doing and what the mind is doing it gives commentary on the feelings which are generated in the mind see the feelings which are generated in the mind are spontaneous i see something i get angry spontaneous then the mind and the intellect 
gives opinion about it you should not be angry yesterday you heard what happens with anger it tries to condemn it it tries to compare it last time you became angry and it was so bad it tries to suppress it i will not get angry i will just it tries to suppress all sorts of things the intellect does so intellect has got its own job and it is preoccupied by the mind and it is preoccupied by the senses such a person goes haywire bhagwan says vayur navam iva ambhasi like a like a boat in the ocean or a ship with that with sails and all that those ship are there if they are not uh, controlled properly if there is nobody to control the direction of the boat properly then wherever the wind takes the boat goes there i may like to our my destination is at one direction one place but the wind is taking me somewhere else and the boat goes there automatically where the wind will blow we don't know sometimes it will take in the right direction sometimes it will go somewhere else and if the wind is very powerful some storm and all it might capsize the boat will get capsized there it will drown uh, it will sink uh, in the same way in our life also if the senses are left then they will just move according to the wind of this world the world will direct in which direction our senses will move what are the attractive things which are there in the market people go in to for a walk in the mall or they go read some magazines and all so it's like a more wind more storm then the senses move in different direction then we calculate and all what are the objects which are there and the mind also start feeling deep emotions about what i see hear taste touch the entire my energy of my emotion is directed towards my senses and when the mind and senses are busy the intellect also then forcefully have to come there and keep on thinking and justifying and condemning and all sometimes if the senses are powerful and the mind is powerfully attracted towards it then the intellect start justifying because the mind and senses require the support of intellect if the intellect doesn't justify then there is a conflict within me so i try to justify in the beginning the intellect will say no 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 then slowly the intellect will say okay chalega then intellect will say no it is very good you should do it nothing like that so intellect start justifying so that is a a total ladder of fall if the senses if the world determines where the senses should go and if the mind follows the senses if the intellect follows the mind they definite fall but if the intellect decides what is my goal and it takes the mind in that direction first we have to think with our intellect what is my goal then we have to feel that goal with our mind and then the senses will automatically follow we have to reverse the process and take the whole charge should be given to the intellect therefore bhagwan says buddhav sharanam anvichya you surrender to your intellect surrender to your understanding 
Otherwise, the senses and the mind will take it for a ride. So, tadasya harati pradnyam vayu navam ivambhasi. So, Bhagwan had started by saying in that verse number 58 that a realized person is one who has got total control over his senses. Then he gave a little discourse on the importance of controlling the senses, importance of controlling the mind, and how if we don't do it, and how if we suppress it, what happens, and how we should sublimate it, and all those things. And finally, again, he comes back to the topic of the sthitapradnya, and he concludes uh, what he has said in verse number 58, in verse number 68. Tasmad yasya mahabaho Nigrahitani sarvashaham Indriyan indriyarthibhyaham Tasya pradnya pratishtita Tasmad yasya mahabaho nigrihitani sarvashaha The second line is same as verse number 58. Second line of that. Indriyani indriyarthebhyaha tasya pradnya pratishthita. Tasma, tasmad means therefore. He Mahabaho, he Arjuna. Therefore means because of this following reasons, because of this reasons which I have given above, the, the powerful nature of the senses, if they are not under control, what happens? And if they are forcefully controlled also, what happens? And if the mind keeps on indulging in thinking about the objects, what happens? And if their senses are left uh, to do whatever they want, what happens? All this, the whole inner psychology, this is a depth psychology. The whole inner psychology is revealed in few verses. Actually, if you contemplate and think about it, one can write a big book on psychology. So, in these few verses, Bhagwan has revealed the inner functioning, how our our personality, our this body-mind equipment functions. Because if we know how they function, we will be able to control them, use them properly. So, he says, Tasmad yasya mahabaho, therefore, he mahabaho, you have to begin by controlling your senses in the right way, bringing them under your control systematically. Nigrahitani sarvashaha. So one who has overall mastery over the senses, such a person, huh, without mastery over the mind, mastery over senses will not take place. So first, uh, also have a high goal, and systematically control the senses, and such a person who has total control over the senses is his pradnya, his intellect, his understanding gets established in the self. Indriyani, Indriyarthe Biha, one whose senses are totally withdrawn from their sense objects, such a person 
is intellect or understanding or wisdom is pratishtita, is well established, is well settled, is not disturbed, is totally residing deep within himself. See, like sometimes we have our own house, some people have a big house. Hmm. So, if they are on the outer, like on the uh, outer house or in the balcony and all, they hear a lot of noise coming out from the streets. But when you go into your inner chamber, inner, 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 free from all the noise and all, then even if there is big noise outside, you are not disturbed. Similarly, each one of us is seated somewhere. Some people are sitting in their senses. Some are sitting in their mind. Some are sitting in their intellect. But the self-realized person is seated in the self. Elsewhere, the examples, example is given of a, a lighthouse. So, the lighthouse we see in the sea, the sea is very rough. Even when the sea is rough and the waves are lashing on that island, the lighthouse remains firm, steady, unmoving. But the ship which is there in the sea, it keeps on, uh, what you call, uh, moving about, getting tossed hmm, here and there. Why? Because it is in the sea. But lighthouse is steady because it is on that rock on which that rock is connected to the earth and on that rock itself lies the whole ocean which is moving. Similarly, one who is established in the self, that self itself expresses as life and that life itself expresses as our intellect, our body, as our mind. So one who is established mystically, spiritually in his own self, such a person is called a sthita and this is possible for all of us. It's not a goal which is indicated only to some rare few. All of us are fit and capable enough of attaining this goal. So, tasmad yasya mahabaho nigrihitani sarvashaha. So, therefore, he, Arjuna, controlling the senses from all sides. One who has controlled the senses from all sides, withdrawn them from this sense object, such a person's intellect is well established in the self, is not moving, is absolutely still in his own self. After this, Bhagwan now gives some more indicators of a realized person, some more characteristics. Further, there is this very famous verse, in a very unique way, Bhagavan reveals the nature of a realized person. Yanisha Sarva Bhutanam Tasyam Jagarti Sayami Yasyam Jagrati Bhutani Sanisha Pashatomunehe Yanisha Sarva Bhutanam Yasham 
या निशा सर्वभूतानाम तस्याम जागृति संयमी भगवान से दैट विच इज नाइट निशा मीन्स नाइट दैट विच इज नाइट फॉर ऑल बींग्स ऑल बींग्स ऑल इग्नोरेंट बींग्स दैट विच इज नाइट फॉर ऑल इग्नोरेंट बींग्स तस्याम जागृति संयमी इन दैट इज अवेक संयमी द सेल्फ कंट्रोल्ड and the realized master the realized or enlightened being is awake in that night which is night for all beings and yasyam jagrati bhutani and in that which all beings are awake the self realized master munehe pashyatah one who has seen the truth He looks at it as night. See, uh, night is when there is total darkness. Night is when there is uh, lack of discrimination. We can't see one object different from the other. Everything is covered with darkness. Night is a sign of ignorance. So here it is said that that. in which everyone is ignorant the ignorant person is ignorant about what see we may be very scholarly we may have great uh, degrees we may have uh, taken lot of phd's and mastery over so many other subjects of this world but spiritually that person may be ignorant so what is the meaning of ignorance ignorance is not knowing who i am not knowing the self is called ignorance we may know everything about the world we may know about history geography civics we may know science we may know about computers we may have got all the degrees of the world but if we don't know our own self then we are ignorant because the basis on which we know all these things itself is wrong it's like the again to take example of this vedanta the rope and the snake so the rope is lying on the ground because of lack of proper light we see a snake there so let us say a person is there who sees the snake and he knows everything about the snake but knows nothing about the rope but knows everything about the snake where the snake is born what is the color of the snake how poisonous the snake is how the snake interacts with other snakes um what are the various uh, habits and all the snakes everything about the snake that person knows but just he doesn't know that there is a rope there such a person is called ignorant person it doesn't matter how much he knows about the rope a uh, snake similarly it doesn't matter how much a person knows about the world knows about the body knows about the mind there are people who are great psychologists and all they know about the mind the behavior the interaction the all sorts of thing you are okay i am okay and all those things and interaction and games people play and all those things so one knows everything about psychology but doesn't know about the self spiritually that person is called ignorant and such a ignorant person is absolutely in darkness about the self even in pravachan actually people listen to pravachan and all but now and then the question comes 
But what is this self you are talking about? When we talk about the world, when we talk about life, when we talk about uh, uh, work, when we talk about children, when we talk about people say, oh, very nice, and practical philosophy is there. But when the topic goes on the self, we get little nervous. We say, what is he talking about? So Bhagavan says that which is like a night, that which is in which people are totally ignorant, they are not even aware of it. In that self, the wise person is awake. He knows about it. He is awake to it. It's like people who are sleeping and dreaming and another person is awake. Those people who are sleeping and dreaming, they have no clue about the waking state. No clue at all. They are dreaming that they are in some desert. They are dreaming that they are in some forest. They have no clue at all of the waking state. Similarly, a person who is awake, he is awake to that state where all of all the ignorant people are asleep. So, ya nisha sarva bhutanam so we have to transcend our understanding. We have to go to a different paradigm altogether to recognize what is said here. It is not the improvement of our state, it is transcending our state. Spirituality is not about improving the condition of our life. It is transcending life. Improvement also will happen when we follow the path of karma yoga. But ultimately, it leads to transcendence. Till improvement, we like it. But when we talk about transcendence, we feel legit, little agitated. But nothing to be afraid of. So, ya nisha sarva bhutanam tasyam jagarti sayyami. We say, like Gautam Buddha is awake. Awake to what? He has also been seen in the same world. No, no, no. He might, his body might be here, his mind might be here, but he's awake to a different level altogether. And through his words, through his teaching, he is trying to wake us up to that reality. The realized masters are waking us up through words, through various means. They want us to wake up to that absolute reality. And yasyam jagrati bhutani, but uh, all these uh, beings, ignorant beings, seem to be quite awake, seem to be awake, as though, like in a dream, it seems as though we are awake. We move around, we interact, we talk, we walk. So the world in which the ignorant person is awake, he understands about his life, his goals, his, uh, his attachment, his repulsion, his anger, jealousy, desires. All this, our world, the person who has realized, he looks at it as a night only. Means he looks at it as, a, as something which is not uh, of a different level altogether. Hmm. Like a dream. Yasyam jagrati bhutani sa nisha pasyato munehe. So the muni who has seen the truth, he looks at it, this whole drama which is going on, as a pure drama only. Everything is a mere drama for this person. So this is the sublime and the 
transcendental goal which is indicated in our scriptures which is so very fantastic that even when one thinks it one gets a great uh, joy the upanishad talks about it the bhagavad gita talks about it the brahma sutra talks about it great other literature like our yoga vasishta talks about it hmm? this truth is indicated in the sublime text lot of other texts are there which talks about the world and tells us how to become a better person but after becoming better the scriptures want us to transcend it so that is this is a very beautiful indicator of a realized person further bhagwan says आपूर्यमाणमचलम प्रतिष्ठम समुद्रमापप्रविशन्ति यद्वत तद्वत कामायम प्रविशन्ति सर्वे शांतिमाप्नोति न काम कामी आपूर्यमाणमचल प्रतिष्ठम समुद्रमापप्रविशति यद्वत another beautiful example to indicate the state of a realized person he says bhagwan says just like a ocean apuryamanam which is filled from every side with water see the ocean the water body which is there on this earth is quite amazing the quantity of water unfortunately most of it is salty but the quantity of water which is there on earth is quite amazing just because of the snow and all it is still the some land is visible if all the snow melts then most of the land will get covered by water only so so much of water is there in this uh, in this sea and all these seas are connected to each other also if you throw some things on the in the ocean middle of the ocean those things will get uh, go in various direction in all the parts of the world they will travel so the whole ocean is filled with water and it is uh, very deep and also shoreless like wow shoreless water and the it is absolutely still steady the level of that ocean also is maintained it remains uh, steady like so apuryamanam achalam pravishtam samudram apapravishanti yadvat and different from different region multitudes of uh, rivers they pour waters into the ocean but still that ocean remains in its own place steady the water which is added into the ocean doesn't make it swell and overflow or when the heat of the sun evaporates some of its water it doesn't get totally dry 
it remains in its own uh, glory so this ocean is uh, taken as an example of the heart of a realized master or you can say the mind of a realized master it is like that ocean in which the different uh, kamnas the different objects of desires or different situations of uh, pleasure and all come around him that doesn't create any uh, waves in that or it in, it doesn't increases the desire in the heart of the master and so many things go away in from his life it doesn't deplete the joy of that master he remains achal immovable like the ocean tadvat kama yam pravishanti sarve different types of objects or sensual pleasures or different situation may come in the life of the master and when it reaches him it just dissolves into that self in the knowledge of the self in the joy of the self is included all the joys of the world all the joys of the world are subsets of the joy of the self there little 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 portion of this joy only it's like the sun which is shining brightly and brilliantly if you take one candle lighted candle towards the sun it will not really increase the technically we may say that yeah it has increased little bit of that light but really speaking it doesn't increase the sun's light and if we blow that candle away it will not become dark sun will not say who who switched off the light it will not add or subtract anything from that brilliance of that sun similarly the joys and sorrows of this world neither add joy to that realized master not does it subtract joy from that realized master all the pleasures all that desirable objects as though merge into the self of this master tadvat kama yam pravishanti sarve sa shanti mapnoti and such a realized master attains supreme peace it doesn't disturb the peace of that person the joys and sorrows doesn't disturb the peace of that person just as when you wake up from your dream the sorrows of your dream don't disturb you not the joys of your dream create any pleasure you come to know instantly that it was all just a dream yeah. but when we are dreaming it seems very important it seems very real it seems as though that is a question of life and death but when we wake up the whole thing just dissolves similarly for a realized master the greatest of joy and the greatest of sorrow doesn't create any disturbance it's like the one who is seeing the rope and someone comes and tells him that this snake will bite you when you go to sleep or that snake will be dangerous is poisonous and all it doesn't create any disturbance because he knows that there is only a rope so tadvat kama yam pravishanti sarve sa shantim apnoti he attains deep peace but what about others 
He says, na kama kami, one who has got desires. Kama kami means one who has got desire for desires. See, our desire keeps rising in our mind and we keep satisfying them. But a, a seeker of truth, a spiritual person knows the harmful effect of desires and tries to uh, either sublimate the desires through proper thinking, contemplating and all, and or try to divert it towards the higher goal. But an ignorant person loves desires. He loves to desire desires. Kama kami. The more desire comes, the more he gets excited. When there is nothing to desire, that person feels little depressed and dejected. Then somebody comes, say, we will do this and that. Ah, yeah, yeah, very good. Please tell me. I have holidays, so please tell me what should I do. What should I do means what desires should I generate in my heart and where I should rush along with my whole family. People have that so much of excitement in their life and they create excitement in the other people's life around them also. So much of this. No shanti. They will generate desires. How from where they generate it, sometimes one wonders. When everything is quiet, everything is peaceful, you know, suddenly they will generate desires. There was one great saint and he used to stay in one uh, near a village in a temple. And he used to just sit quietly in, them in, this, in his own place of his own self. And the very presence of that saint is to give peace to the whole whole village. I will be answering that question tomorrow actually. One interesting question somebody has asked. What is the use of a realized person and all? So this, uh, what you call, he used to stay there doing nothing as though. So one village youngster, he told those villagers that, what are you doing? This is totally nonsense. This fellow is not doing any work. He's just sitting there simply and you go and feed him, give him all fruits and flowers and all is offered to him. What is this? So the villagers told him that if you also sit there quietly doing nothing, we will feed you. He said, really? I was looking for a job and this is the best thing. Ultimately, we want food, clothing, shelter. So he said, very good, I will go and sit there. So Mahatma was sitting and he sat there quietly. Mahatma was also sitting quietly. There are no desires in his heart. He is totally at peace and totally at rest. This person was also sitting. Suddenly he started looking here and there. Why he's looking here and there? He wanted, because he became restless, wanted some work. So he started looking here and there. This thing, roof requires little cleaning and all. The garden is not good, you know. This tree should be planted somewhere. All these desires started coming. And he's getting excited with each coming of the desire. There's a lot of calm here. And then this is requires something. And we should put a board here, actually. People don't know about these temples. And we should keep some hundi also, so that people can... So different ideas started coming, this fellow, but he was told that you should not do anything. Just sit quietly. 
नो वर्क शुड बी डन ही बिकेम रेस्टलेस थोड़ा तो साफ करेंगे थोड़ा कुछ करेंगे नहीं ही बिकेम सो रेस्टलेस दैट ही जस्ट गॉट अप विद इन वन आवर ही सेड नो आई कॉन्ट डू इट दैट्स वॉट हैपन्स टू अस आई एम नॉट सींग वी शुड बी नॉट डूइंग एनी वर्क बट अल्टीमेटली वी हैव टू फाइंड अवर ओन सेल्फ we are just temporary in this world we are not here permanent residents of this world so many people have come and gone and everyone who comes they want to de- develop and they want to what you call uplift the world so many people who have uplifted have gone down the lift ah. so whatever work comes in front of you you do it but keep this single agenda in the heart of gaining that state of enlightenment because once we leave this world we don't know in what form we will come the thing for which we were struggling and fighting that same thing might trouble us in our next form we might be thinking that i should kill all these dogs of this street next life i might be the street dog and because of my own policy i must be running around here and there and cursing who had made this new policy so the best thing is don't desire desire those desires which are there automatically which we are carried from our past lives we have to somehow give them proper channel through karma yog and dissolve them rather than sit and create new desires because every desire we create is like an energy and every desire which we create will take us in in future which make our future permanent life so here bhagwan says those who create this desire those who have desire for desires na shanti mapnoti they will not attain peace and without peace in our heart whatever we do it will create disturbance in the world around person who is totally at ease and absolute at peace with himself he raises the level of peace of the whole world Hmm. see the for example the level of the ocean increases the level of the ocean when it increases the level increases all over the world it rises all over the the ship which are there on the ocean at a particular level all the ship rise at a higher level when the ocean increases similarly when a as one self realized master is there in the world one person is there who has reached the very core of his peace that person raises the level of peace in the whole world raises the level of sanity in the whole world raises the level of quietude otherwise people who are ignorant and full of anger jealousy they will kill each other destroy each other before we, we know but because of that deep peace which connects everyone because the peace which is felt by the master is of that self which is the self of all he is connected more deeply to everyone than those who are connected through internet to people you may have so many hundred friends or 200 or 500 or maybe 15000 whatever but this mahatma is connected to every living being of this world and other world also just imagine 
so when he attains that peace the level of peace of the world increases so sa shantim apnoti na kama kami and not the one who desires desires further bhagwan says vihay kaman yas sarvan निर्मो निरहंकार सशातिमधिगछति विहाय कामचरति निस्पृह निर्मो निरहंकार सशातिमधिगछति हाँ विहाय कामान सर्वान पुमाश्चरति निस्पृह सच रियलाइज पर्सन डिवॉइड ऑफ ऑल कामना फ्री फ्रॉम ऑल वॉन्ट्स फ्री फ्रॉम ऑल थर्स्ट फ्री फ्रॉम ऑल सेंस ऑफ इनकम्प्लीटनेस फ्री फ्रॉम कामना डिजायर्स सर्वान ऑल पुमान चरति निस्पृह मोज अबाउट इन दिस वर्ल्ड निस्पृह फ्री फ्रॉम अटैचमेंट फ्री फ्रॉम अटैचमेंट टू हिज ओन बॉडी एंड टू हिज ओन लाइफ ऑल्सो दिस नो अटैचमेंट फ्री फ्रॉम ऑल अटैचमेंट सी यर्स थ्रू दिस इज इंडिकेटेड समथिंग सटल वॉट इज सैड इज जस्ट एन इंडिकेटर ऑफ समथिंग विच इज मच सटलर it is not just the outer it's not that a person so don't try to just look at his outer form or outer behavior but try to find out the depth of his understanding and realization from where this behavior is coming so vihaya kaman yas sarvan pumash charati nispraha free from all attachment He moves about in this world, nirmamaha, free from even the sense of possession towards little things which might be required for the maintenance of the body. Even for that, there is no sense of my that this is my body, or this is my dress, or this is my property, or this is my thing. There is no sense of my in anything. Nirmamaha. why because nir ahankarah because there is no sense of i the little i his i is identified with the entire cosmos is not confined only to this particular personality of to this body identified with everything and everyone so there is no little i and there is no things belonging to this little i as my so nir mamah nirahankarah free from ahankar and mamatva these are the two signs of an ignorant person and a very important sign of a realized person free from i and my ahankar also means the sense of doership there is a deep sense of doership in an ignorant person that i am doing in a, a thing i am the doer so there is a sense of doership because one identifies with the body and the mind which acts in this world so when they act 
I feel I am acting. It's like a person who is sitting on a buffalo, and the buffalo is moving, and he says, "I am moving. I am walking." He is not walking. The buffalo is walking. Similarly, the body is moving, the senses are moving, and everything is happening according to the laws of nature. See, when once upon a time this body was so small, like a tiny little cell, huh? in the mother's womb. Within nine months, it got converted into a beautiful body. Who who did it? You did it. We say no, no, no. It was done by nature and all. Okay, that was done by nature. And afterwards, whatever is done is done by you. Till that time, we say no, no. I don't know how to create eyes. I don't know how to create a brain. I don't know how to use the brain. Also, forget about creating. I don't know how to create blood. I don't know how to create the various limbs. If you don't know, then who created nature? So after you are born, who is the one who is helping in all the activities? It is nature only. But suddenly I identify with it and I say I am the doer. I identify with my body, mind, and all, and become strongly that feeling of I, the doer, comes. So uh, Mahatma is one who has recognized the witness uh, nature of the self. He knows the body acts, the mind acts, but I am not the body and the mind. It acts according to the laws of nature. Hmm. So he is free from the sense of doership, near ahankaraha and near mamaha, free from the sense of possession. Something belongs to me. Actually, nothing belongs to us. There is no I for to whom things belong. It's just a, just a concept. Hmm. We can't take anything with us. It's just uh, some idea in our head that something belongs to us. The land which we think and we feel that belongs to me, belonged to so many before we came. And later on it will belong to so many others. And the very, very strange thing about our possession is that all our possession will survive our death. Most of them. Even a little pencil which you eh, throw, what is this pencil and all, that will survive even when we die. It will be there behind. Saying that, oh, this mirko pheka tha na, bhi chale gaya. Kahan gaya abhi? Ab kaun uthayega mujhe? So, this even matter, they are more lasting than us. Us means this little ego, which is identified with this body. So, therefore, huh, this realized person is free from this sense of mamatva and ahanka. And moves about in this world free from desires. Such a person, sashanti madhigachati, attains supreme peace. Because all disturbance is because of our desires, because of ahankar, because of the sense of possession. All this is not there. He experiences deep sense of peace. Sashantim adhigachati. The shanti of one's own self. Shanti free from all samsara dukkha. Shanti of the nature of nirvana. That the nature of the self itself. And finally, in the last verse, Bhagavan says, 
येशा ब्राह्मी स्थिति पार्थ नैनाम प्राप्य विमुह्यति स्थित्वा श्यामंत कालेपी ब्रह्म निर्वाण मृच्छति येशा ब्राह्मी स्थिति पार्थ नैनाम प्राप्य विमुह्यति स्थित्वा श्यामंत कालेपी हाँ भगवान से दिस स्टेट ऑफ दिस रियलाइज पर्सन इज ऑल्सो कॉल्ड ब्राह्मी स्थिति नाउ यू यूज इज वन मोर टर्म ब्रह्म सी दिस आत्मा इज ऑल्सो कॉल्ड ब्रह्म ब्रह्म मीन्स दैट विच इज बिग दैट विच इज इन्फिनिट दैट विच इज द वेरी सबस्ट्रैटम ऑफ दिस वर्ल्ड दैट वर्ड ब्रह्म हैज कम फ्रॉम द धातु ब्रह मीन्स बिग or that which uh, yeah is infinite so this uh, state of realization is state of being brahma esha brahmi stiti bhagwan says that this is the state of brahma one who knows the self knows brahma and one who knows brahma is brahma brahma with brahma eva bhavati one who knows is brahma that brahma is the very core the very very secret the very essence of this entire cosmos it is that one cause of everything it is that one essence in everything that brahma is is which is all pervading is our own self it is the witness in everyone it is that brahma alone which witnesses our waking dream and deep sleep state so knowing that self and being established in that self is being established in brahma only for example a pot is there which has got space in it and that space identifies with that pot and thinks that i am a pot but when that space comes to know that i am not the pot but i am that space at that very moment the space also knows that i am the same space in all the pots and it also knows that all the various galaxies and multitude of stars and all are also in me i am not in the pot but the entire cosmos is in me that is called transcendence that is called shift in paradigm total shift just imagine one who was considering itself the space which was considering itself a pot when it comes to know that i am the space first it is told that you are the space within you are the one which is there inside the pot so it comes to know that space once it knows suddenly it knows that the i am outside the pot also not only outside the pot i am in all the pots not only in all the pots all the pots are in me not only that the entire cosmos with all the multitude of stars and planets and all the uh, galaxies are in me only so that is that state so when we talk about let us say space from its cosmic standpoint then it is or the uh, that truth from the cosmic standpoint then it is called brahma when it is 
talked about from the individual standpoint, it is called Atma. But the term Atma and Brahma denote the same essence. They are not two different. Hmm. So, Esha Brahmi Stiti Partha. Hey Partha, this is called Brahmi Stiti. This state of realization. Nainam Prapya Vimuhyati. Enam Prapya. And having attained this, Na Vimuhyati, a person will not get deluded again. Once I know that it is not a snake, but it is a rope, then however much I try, I will not think that it is a a snake. I may be able to see something, but I will know that it is a rope only. Just like in a desert I see water, and I go there and check it out, then I know that it is all sand. So even from a distance, again I see water, I know that it is sand only. So having attained this, there is no more confusion, no more delusion. And Bhagavan says, even in your old age, or even at the time of death, if a person knows this and attains this, he attains the ultimate. Stitvasyam antakalepi, at the time of death or in its older age and all, even then if one knows this, one attains the state of moksha. Brahma Nirvanam Richati, one attains that Nirvan, that Moksha, that freedom from all bondage. Even at that last moment of our life, if we realize this, we will be free. So what to talk about those who strive from the beginning? See, this is not something which we have to do after retirement. There is a misunderstanding in the world that spirituality is meant for retired people. And for younger people, it's meant life, and it's all its enjoyment. And when they become old, they can't see, then they have, can have darshan of Bhagwan. When they can't walk, then they can go for Tirtha Yatra. When they can't eat and digest, then they can eat Prasad. Nothing like that. When you can't hear, then go for Pravachan. Nothing like that. It is meant for young and dynamic people. Because from the beginning itself, we should walk on this path and attain that goal. Baki, other thing you can keep. Don't be afraid. Other, but this should be primary agenda. Other things of life you can just, as a, as a, as a joy, one can go into different field of this world, experience it, but one should keep this as one's final agenda. A goal. So, sthitvasyam antakalepi brahma nirvanam ritchati. One attains that state of total freedom, even if one attains this at the last moment of one's life. Thus, Bhagavan revealed the nature of this realized person in this uh, last few verses. So, we began this second chapter by the story of Arjuna. Arjuna, when he came on the battlefield, he got deluded, seeing his own people. He was confused regarding his duties. He was thoroughly confused regarding the nature of his own self. There was total, uh, there was fear in his heart, and there was great sadness in his heart. In this state, he surrenders to Bhagwan Krishna and says, please guide me. Please tell me what should I do. I am totally confused. 
to such arjuna bhagwan first reveals to him the nature of the self because that is the main point from which we have to see everything if that is not clear then other things will not be clear self is the reference point see before we can indicate a particular uh, direction or a particular uh, uh, object also we should know the reference point like if we want to know where is that star we have to give some reference point or where is that object we have to give some reference point similarly if we want to talk about anything in this world the reference point if it is given as self then things become more clear otherwise it's all confusion if the reference point is something limited or something changing or something illusory then whatever we speak about will be all false only not proper so bhagwan before starting his talk on karma yog also and other things he first makes it clear to arjuna what is the nature of his self once that is made clear that is called the sankhya buddhi then bhagwan talks about yoga buddhi he says you have to follow this path of karma yog karma yog is path and you just sit get established in that karma yog that will take you into the higher and higher path upasana then that itself will get converted into knowledge and that will lead you into vairagya and then it will lead you into a state of meditation and samadhi that briefly bhagwan mentioned here and then arjuna's question was that how what is the nature of the person who has attained this state of samadhi attained the state of realization so elaborately he explains the nature of this stita pradna now thus completes the entire topic actually in a way of uh, bhagavad gita but here bhagwan has indicated everything very briefly like a capsule same thing is elaborated in the later chapters so in the third chapter bhagwan elaborately discusses karma yoga what was mentioned as briefly in two verses like karmanne vadikaraste or like yogastha kuru karmani sangam tatva dhananjaya that same philosophy of karma yoga or path of karma yoga is explained in detail in the third chapter then what bhagwan said about uh, gaining the state of uh, total purity of the mind through he had hinted on that upasana and all is then explained in detail in the fourth chapter various sadhana special sadhanas are given in the fourth chapter see karma yoga is when we perform our duties with respect to the world uh, in a proper attitude that is called karma yoga but upasana and some special sadhana which are there which are done with respect to ourselves we we about japa about pranayam about various other sadhanas bhagwan will tell which further purifies our mind so about upasana i will mention in detail in the fourth chapter also about knowledge and importance of knowledge and how we should attain that knowledge bhagwan talks about in the fourth chapter then in the fifth chapter bhagwan explains the state of tyaga or vairagya what is the mindset of a person who has got this vairagya 
and once that is clear then we become fit for meditation so sixth chapter is about meditation meditation step by step by which after following all this and we are ready how we can get established in the self and gain the state of sthita pragna so till sixth chapter the entire process will be explained in detail what happens after seventh and all that i will tell you when we reach sixth chapter but now till sixth chapter this is the plan of action poe huh, of bhagwan krishna he concludes the uh, there is a concluding what you call that sankalpa vakya that also will chant om tat sadite <coughs> श्रीमद्भगवद्गीतासु उपनिषत्सु ब्रह्म विद्यायाशास्त्रे श्रीकृष्णाजुन संवाद सांख्योगो नाम ओम तत्सत इज द इंडिकेटर ऑफ द सुप्रीम ट्रूथ इतिमद्भगवद्गीतासु दस इन दिस भगवद्गीता उपनिषत्सु विच इज उपनिषद विच आर एटीन उपनिषद्स ब्रह्म विद्यायाम इट इंडिकेट्स और गिव्स द नॉलेज ऑफ ब्रह्म yoga shastra and also it reveals the science of yoga so both sankhya and yoga buddhi is there in bhagavad gita and how is it revealed shri krishna arjuna samvade in the form of a dialogue it's not just a pravachan it's a dialogue so when the dialogue is there it becomes easier to comprehend and the name of this chapter is sankhya yoga each chapter has got its own name the main topic here is sankhya means the nature of the atma was revealed so this name was given as sankhya yoga nama dvitiyo dhyayah the second chapter thus concludes here om tat sat we'll conclude with a prayer and then few announcements
హరి శ్రీ గురుభ్యో నమ హరి హరి ఓం